Welcome back to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxley. Taxley offers the first apprenticeship program for careers in tax law and consulting. So for those who thought the CPA was the only way to a prestigious tax career, let Taxley show you the importance of becoming an enrolled agent. Visit Taxley.com to learn more. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former Bearcat basketball player from 1997 to 1999 under the Hall of Fame coach, Bob Huggins. And I'm Neil Meyer with the Front Office News. And I'm J.T. Smith, Editor-in-Chief of the Front Office News. All right, fellas, let's jump right into it, and let's recap the Wichita State game. The Bearcats defeated Wichita State 70-61 to in Kansas. J.T., right to you. Thoughts on the Bearcats' performance? Uh, I give it a B-plus. Um, I mean, they started off pretty pretty good, um, real good, actually, on the road. And then they had, like, a little lull, probably about, like, the six- to five-minute mark in the first half. And then they finished off the half pretty good. And then they came out pretty solid in the second half. Um, the one thing I like that they won the rebounding battle. At the end of the game, they kind of start letting that, that margin slip. But overall, I like what they did. Um, Landers had a double-double and, and, and did exactly what I kind of want him. I mean, he didn't score as many points, but he scored – he got more rebounds than I expected. So he kind of dropped the points – thing but he had a double double and four assists which I like to see he had like a real rounded game and uh I like what I saw overall I say like it was a b plus because they because they they were really dominating them on the boards and they kind of let it slip at the end a little bit to me but getting a roll win is cool in my book Neil what stuck out to you yeah what stuck out to me was the battle of going with two bigs obviously the move of Odie Aguama making his first start of the season in place of Jeremiah Davenport. I thought that was a big lineup because obviously when you can have two bigs like Odie and Vic playing next side by side to each other, that can be very, very unique at times for the Bearcats. I think it can benefit in a lot of ways. And we saw that with Jeremiah's performance off the bench the other night uh, where he finished with 22 points a season high. And so I thought that might be the, the right move heading into the season. Obviously Odie's been playing very well. But I thought that was a very great move. I mean, J.D., I think he shot 9 for 8 for 12 from the field, finished with 22 points. That's the kind of night you want to see from a guy like Jeremiah uh, Davenport. So if you can get that kind of night out of him on nightly basis, I think this team could be very dangerous if he continues to play like that. You know, fellas, I was impressed with Landers, 11 boards, and we talked about this last podcast that we need all hands-on-deck rebounding. We need our guards rebounding, and I really like that Landers made a great effort with 11 boards. And to your point, Neil, J.D. coming off the bench, I thought that was a good thing because he seems, you know, a little more calm coming off the bench. And maybe it's one of those things where he can watch the game from a different perspective on the bench and then come in and be in a different mindset. And I really like the way that he performed. And um, I, I think moving forward, you're going to see a guy like J.D. come off the bench and Props to him for not putting his head down and being upset that he's coming off the bench because I think he started, what, how many games has he started in a row? Yes. I think it's um, 54. 54 or something like that. Like, I know he started all the games last year, and I know he started starting at the end of, of his sophomore year as well. So, um, I mean, it was 15 in a row before he, you know, for the six-man thing. So, I'm glad, he, like you said, man, he, he kept his head down and just grinded and had his best game of the season. 
And, you know, you, you've got to give your, you know, you take your hat off to him and give him props for that, for not putting his head down and, and pouting. He went out there and he got it done. And the other thing, I too, I want to point out, um, I really liked what Juice did to Julius. You know, he didn't do as much on a, from a statistical standpoint this game, but it's a sign of good leadership when he notices other guys are doing well and getting them the ball and facilitating and letting others do their thing. So I really thought Juice did a nice job. And really, this is the type of game that I think the Bearcats needed to have going into this Houston game because this Houston game is enormous. You're listening to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxley. Today, the Bearcats take on Houston at 3 p.m. in Fifth Third Arena. This is the biggest conference game of the year so far, maybe the biggest game of the year. We want to remind all Bearcat fans out there to visit Meals Pizzeria at 2634 Short Vine before and after all Bearcat football and basketball games. Get there early because the place is packed on Bearcat game days. Thanks to Kelly and Richard Meals for the support of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast. Now let's jump right into the Big O segment sponsored by Donahue Accounting Services. In this segment, we cover players to watch and key matchups. JT, we'll start with you. Who from the Bearcats needs to play well and why? All right, so we're going. I'm going uh, Victor Locken, man. He cannot get in foul trouble against Houston. He cannot, and he has to be solid. He's been solid all season, but he's going to have to – against Houston, those guys are the Bearcats during mixed years on steroids, and Vic has to have a big game. He can't get in foul trouble, and he has to have 10 to 12 rebounds, and he has to score 15 to 20 points. Like, it's going to be one of those type of games, and if he doesn't score the 15 to 20, he has to have – where he's doing those behind-the-back passes. Maybe he can't do that against Houston, but he has to have um, assists. So he has to have like three to five assists if he's not in that 15 or higher bracket on the scoring thing. So I'm, it's all on Vic. He has to stay – not all on Vic, but he has to stay on the floor if the Bearcats are going to pull off an upset. Now, Neil, Houston is 15-1 and one right now, only lost to Alabama. They come into fifth, third arena, or I think currently right now is the number two team in the country. I don't think they moved up to, to number one. Now, who do we need to watch out from the Cougars, Neil? Yeah, it's as you mentioned, the Cougars are currently ranked two. They'll probably be number one on Monday come uh, the time the seedings come out because Purdue was the number one seed and they lost. Might have an opportunity there to get a big quad one win. But the guys to look out, everyone knows Houston's very guard heavy. They have very experienced guards who can do a lot. They can score the ball. They can pass the ball. They can defend. They're guard heavy. And it starts with Marcus Sasser. Obviously, Sasser missed most of the season last year due to an injury. But when Marcus Sasser chose to come back this season uh, with that extra year of eligibility instead of testing the draft waters, he's he's shown it. He's phenomenal. He's averaging 16 points a game. He's shooting 41% from the field. But you pair a guy, pair him up with a guy like Trayvon Mark and Jamal Sheed. Jamal Sheeds has has 86 assists on the season, and he's averaging only eight points a game. But you pair him with Trayvon Mark, who is – Tremont Mark, who was also injured last year, and he's averaging almost 11 points a game, but shooting 45% from the field. So they're very guard heavy, but another player to watch, and he's drawing a lot of attention with NBA scouts, is freshman power forward Jarese Walker. I mean, we saw it the other night. He lit up SMU early. I think he started seven or eight from the field. Mock drafts currently have him going mid-first round, a projected lottery pick anywhere from that like 12 to 18 range. So Jarese Walker is going to be 
a key to this one. As JT mentioned, Victor Locken has to stay on the floor. And Jarese Walker, he's six foot eight, 240 pounds. He's going to big body you in the paint. He's going to try to get to the rim, attack downhill. He's a, he's a physical guy, so that's one to keep an eye on because if we can get – if they get Vic and Odie in foul trouble, it could be a long night for the Bearcats. Hey, Neil, let me politely correct you on one thing. Um, if the AP poll comes out on Monday, Houston will not be – Yeah, so Houston, they're going to push the ball. They're going to push the ball with the guards. Obviously, they have the experience. Look for them to really push the tempo and set the tone early. They're going to try to get downhill and attack. So I look for them to really offensively bring that intensity early. They're going to try to do whatever they can to get a big early lead. And I think it all starts with the play of the guards in Sasser and Tremont Mark. But defensively, they're – as JT mentioned, they're big body. They remind you of Mick Cronin's uh, Bearcat years. They're physical, and they've been very physical, and we've all seen that the last few years. Houston has always been a very physical team to come, but their guards can really defend the ball. They like to get in your face. They love to make you uncomfortable, and they love to pressure the ball. So I think I think they're defensively, they're arguably one of the best teams in the country uh, in terms of defense, but they're going to pressure the ball, and I think it's just all about staying calm for the Bearcats come Sunday. And, you know, just to kind of piggyback what both of you guys have said, um, I believe Coach Sampson at one point said that he has built his program and kind of the culture and identity mirrors the old school Bearcat basketball team. So uh, I believe he said that in a press conference one time. So uh, obviously um, I think, I, I really think Wes is on course to getting us back to that. So that was a huge compliment from Coach Sampson. And obviously what Houston is doing over the last couple of years has been remarkable. The Big O segment sponsored by Donahue Accounting Services. For friendly expert tax advice whenever you need it, come to Donahue Accounting Services. A leading accounting firm in Cincinnati, Ohio, our top-notch accountants strive to help you resolve all your financial and tax issues. Call Donahue Accounting Services today for a free consultation at 513-528-3982 or visit online, DonahueAccountingService.com. You're listening to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxley. It's time for the Kenyan segment, sponsored by Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota. And this is where we cover the keys to the game. JT, what do the Bearcats need to do to win? Man, keep the rebounding uh, as close as possible. I don't think they'll out-rebound Houston, just being honest. Um, but if they can, that will be a huge win to them possibly pulling off the upset and then protect the ball because you want you cannot let a team as talented as Houston get open floor, um, open floor turnovers because um, that's not that's not going to bowl well, even on the road for the Bearcats. Um, well, the Bearcats will be at home, but even for Houston being on the road. But – um, they got to protect the ball, man. You, I mean, if they can keep it under 10 turnovers and keep that rebounding gap as close as possible. You can't shoot bad shots, um, which I thought they shot a very good shots against Wichita State. Um, they have to keep that, um, you know, that particular shot selection up and they cannot. I mean, I just can't harp enough on them not turning the ball over because with how athletic Houston is, if you get give them easy buckets, man, they're already good at, without giving them easy buckets 
it's going to be a long night or well, a long afternoon. So hopefully that those are the keys on my, in my eyes. Now, Neil, I had to kind of restructure this question. Uh, what do the Bearcats need to do to win big? But I'm not sure we're going to blow out Houston <laughs> by 20. So when I say big, I'm talking about a comfortable 10-point type of win. Yeah, I think for the Bearcats to win, Vic has to stay out of foul trouble. And that's going to be a key testament early. Is if Vic can stay out of foul trouble, it will really set the tone. If Vic stays out of foul trouble and the ball moves, obviously between guys like Landers, David, Mike Adams-Woods has been on a tear lately. So if we can keep him to get that comfortable, nice little 10-4, and four, what he's been averaging 10-5, and five, I think that's a good night. But you got to limit your turnovers, and that's what it's going to be all come down to is foul trouble and turnovers. If you can limit those two and you can stay out of foul trouble, limit those turnovers and really lock in defensively, I think I think the Bearcats can compete with them. I mean, they're coming off last time these teams faced was the AAC quarterfinals last year down in or down in Dallas. So uh, that game was a difference lead. Obviously, no Landers Nolly last year, but I think that game they got into some early foul trouble, if I remember correctly. But it's all going to come down to staying out of foul trouble. You can't have Vic pick up two fouls in the first two minutes, or it could be a long game because Houston loves to. Loves to pound the ball inside and loves to score. So, in the end, you just got to stay out of foul trouble, make the presence known on the glass, and just limit those turnovers, man. The Kenyon segment is sponsored by Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota. Now, fellas, for me, um, this is interesting. The Bengals play at 1 p.m., right? So, this is a huge game for the Bengals. And, and for me, like, Cincinnati, I feel like Cincinnati sports is rocking right now. Um, Xavier obviously is playing well. The Bengals are playing extremely well. You know, Bearcats have a huge game. So there are a lot of things going on, a lot of energy in this city. And I think the crowd is going to be crazy for the Bearcats this game. Now, in order for the Bearcats to win, and I think if they want to win big, it's going to come down to the big three. And I've talked about this before. The big three need to step up and play at an extremely elite level. So the Julius. Landers and Vic have to really come out and shoot the basketball extremely well. And back to JT's point of, you know, taking good shots, that's going to be very, very important. Now, the only thing I'm going to say about this is I don't think defensively we can stop Houston. I think it's going to be a game where we just need to outscore them. I think we saw that versus Arizona where we had to score at a very, very high clip, and, and uh, Arizona did as well. And I think it's going to be that type of game. Um, and if you look at Houston, their last – I mean, almost all their games, opponents aren't scoring at a high level against Houston. And I think this is the opportunity for us to really come out and get those big three cooking and get a big win versus Houston. The Kenyon segment, Keys to the Game, was sponsored by Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota. Come see fellow Bearcat Greg Hood in the Beachmont Toyota for all your Toyota needs, cars, trucks, and SUVs. Greg Hood in the Beachmont Toyota is ready to help you get into your new Toyota. You're listening to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxley. And the Twyman segment is sponsored by 93 Ways to Mentor. This is where we cover hot topics. Now, I think we're at a point where we need to start to discuss this. At this point, this Bearcat team, 
are they on a trajectory to make the NCAA tournament? And what type of seeding do you think they will get? JT, we'll start with you. Uh, man, right now, they have a chance. It's not over. Right now, I would say no. Um, they don't have the big win yet. So, like, in a, they, they play some great teams in non-conference, but it was either they played a good, a real, real good team, top 25 type team, or they played a team that is in the bottom of the NCAA. So they had they don't have any of those middle ground games. I think the Tulane game might have been the first one they had like a middle ground type game, and then uh, they don't have any big wins. And then losing them to Temple on the road is not a great loss right now. Um, so they have to keep winning, um, but they have to. The way is the way in for them is they have to either be able to split with Houston, or if they can split with um, split or beat Memphis twice. Because those are the, the four games that they'll have that have a chance to, to stamp themselves with good good victories. So and they can't have any more iffy losses. Like you might can lose a couple more. You can lose to Memphis in in Houston, but you can't lose to other teams in the conference. So it, it it's not out of the sight. But right now, I would say they're they're on the outside looking in. Neil, your thoughts? Yeah, I. I agree with JT. I think they're just sitting on the outside of the verge right now, the bubble. But I think that Temple loss is going to be one that really stings. But they still haven't had that big win. They've played it. They played Arizona very well. And we've seen Arizona become a top five team in the country as of late. So that that game obviously is something that stands out. But you also got to think you have a big win versus Tulane the other night. And Tulane just went on to beat Memphis. So if you can go and you can beat Tulane twice, you can beat Memphis twice, and then you can maybe split with Houston, get steal one from Houston. If not, if you can get both from Houston, which I don't know if it's a possibility yet, but if you can steal one from Houston and you can beat Tulane and beat Memphis both times, I think they're in. And I think they would be a 10 seed, maybe a 12 seed at that point, but they got, they got a lot to do. They have to, as JT mentioned, they got to hold solid here come conference play. I mean, Tulane's a very good team. Memphis is a very good team. And Houston's the powerhouse of the conference right now. So this conference is tough. But I think right now, if they continue to win in conference play and make their position known, that they could sneak into the NCAA tournament. The tournament segment is sponsored by 93 Ways to Mentor. Uh, fellas, I'm, so I'm going to take a, a, a little different angle on this. I think it is essential that the Bearcats make the NCAA tournament this season for the momentum of this program. You know, and I go to a lot of high school basketball games and I have UC fans come up to me all the time at high school basketball games. It happened last night uh, the other night at the uh, Moeller St. X game. A fan was asking me about some things with the Bearcat program, but, but everybody is super excited about the direction of this program. So we need to keep that momentum going and making the NCAA tournament this year helps with that process. Now, what I think we need to hold it down at home. We have to win the rest of our home games, get the crowd behind us, get us hyped up. If we win versus Houston today, which I think we have a good chance of doing, that's just going to excite the fan base even more. And we hold it down at home moving forward. Now, you beat the teams on the road you're supposed to beat. And then you might try to sneak a couple road games that people don't think you could win. Maybe at least one road game people don't think we can win. Um, and there's some tough road tests coming up. 
Now, if we make the NCAA tournament, um, win the first game in the NCAA tournament, be super competitive in the second round, I'm cool with that because I know what I know where this program is headed. I know the direction of this program, and it would be huge for the momentum. Now, I think the key is, and Bearcat fans, listen to this. You know, when you look at a season as a coach, you want to break a season down into many seasons. So you've got kind of like that first part of your season where you play the non-conference games. Then you got the second part of your season where you get into the meat and potatoes of the conference games. And then you've got your conference tournament. So really there, there are three seasons, depending on, you know, the coach's style, there are three seasons within a season. You kind of break those down. And I think thus far the Bearcats have done a pretty solid job. I'm looking for this second part of the season and then that conference tournament to be huge for them to make the NCAA tournament. The Twyman segment is sponsored by 93 Ways to Mentor. 93 Ways to Mentor is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that specializes in empowering youth in the greater Cincinnati area through mentoring, therapy, education, and financial support. To support, visit the website 93waystomentor.com or contact Derek Adams at 513-310-1715. Fellas, this concludes another great podcast. Thanks to all of our sponsors, Taxley Donahue Accounting Services, Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota, 93 Ways to Mentor. And we want to remind all Bearcat fans out there to visit Meals Pizzeria at 2634 Short Vine before and after all Bearcat football and basketball games. Get there early because the place is packed on Bearcat game days. And today it's going to be extremely packed with the Bengals playing at one and then the Bearcats at three. Thanks to Kelly and Richard Meals for the support of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast. Once again, I will be at Meals live on January 11th from 7 to 8 p.m. with Lenny Stokes doing an interview with him before the ECU game. Now, the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast is presented by Taxley. Taxley offers the first apprenticeship program for careers in tax law and consulting. So for those who thought the CPA was the only way to a prestigious tax career, let Taxley show you the importance of becoming an enrolled agent. Visit Taxley.com to learn more. Now, we will be back with another new episode January 11th at 10 a.m. previewing the ECU game. Now, fellas, today, will both you guys be in the house for the Houston game? Yes, Yes, sir. sir. Okay, we need all hands on deck. Yeah, Are you guys sure. wearing black? It's a blackout. Uh, we'll see. Ah, I think we got to see. I don't I don't like your guys' attitude right now. Get <laughs> the black on. Let's step it up. We, we need can't, to- We can't cheer, man. I know. I know. I know you can't. <laughs> but since you can't vocally cheer, just wear <laughs> shows where your mindset's at. Does yeah, that make sense? Yeah, I feel it. I feel it. Okay. I think the let me get your guys' opinion real quick, and then we'll we'll close out the podcast. <laughs> I think the atmosphere is going to be unreal today. Uh same, same. I think so as well. Oh, absolutely! The throwback uniforms, that video they posted. I think students come back to campus. It's going to be, it's going to be a a heck of an atmosphere. I think it could definitely top the crosstown shootout this year. And I mean, it, we all were there for that one. That atmosphere was probably the best it's been at Fifth Third in quite some time. And then it's a great point, Neil. I think the atmosphere will be just as big as the Crosstown shootout. And hopefully the Bengals get a win. So the Bengals win, Bearcats win, and the city of Cincinnati is going to be rocking. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Tax League. Go Bearcats!